Welcome, Modern Talkers. This is Modern Talk. This is a solo one, babies. Um, a crazy amount has been going on uh, with me. And I'm just now realizing I'm a little uh, majorly. <clears throat> but uh, that's cool. And uh, I just got back from playing softball. A doubleheader. Um, you know, church softball. I think I've dropped that a few times on the uh, podcast. Um, I usually play second, and uh, I was playing third today. Um, and I I made a lot of mistakes the first inning I was out there. And then um, they were like, it's okay. And I said, I know. <laughs> and I, after that inning where I made at least one error, and, uh, <clears throat> um, and just, yeah, it just didn't look like I knew what was going on. Because I didn't, because I never played third base um, in softball. So um, then I ran up like where no one can see me uh, around the little field. And I just took a second. I was like, I got this. This is who I am. I'm good at, I'm good at taking notes. I don't make mistakes twice, dude. So I know what I should have done now. And now I'm going to do it. And that's what I did. And the next game I was shut down city or the next, yeah, the next game and the rest of that game shut down city and um like I think that's fun because that's who I feel like I am in real life not just in like silly sport games um I you can't do this every time you you know you're not Superman but especially like in real life where there's a lot more variables and nuance to everything but um I like to think of myself as a person that is that that takes notes well loves to listen loves to hear someone say hey um I'm you know I I was I happen to be better at this right now than you um or even just I know I know more about it doesn't even mean that they're better than me but they very well could be um, and then they say, hey, you need to, you know, slide your feet or you need to drop your elbow when you're swinging. And I'm like, thank you so much. You just made it so much easier. Now at least I know what to do instead of like guessing what I need to do until I do it. And and then that just like cuts down on the on the time that I'm bad um, which is great because <laughs> I want to be the best I can all the time. Um, but it, you know, you can't. Um, and that's where, you know, your patience comes in, um, in hard work. Uh, I also want to talk about, um, I got ice cream with, uh, Jake Muskie, who's been on the podcast multiple times, I think almost 
definitely two. Maybe he snuck in a third. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Um, so anyway, him, we got ice cream because, you know, we're cute like that. And, um, (laughs) uh, he, um, he, well, we both saw the dog. There's a really old dog. He saw it first, but, um, (laughs) uh, we were at Brewster's, if, if you guys know what that is. And we, <laughs> we were in the car and the dog had to step up onto the curb where you order and the owner had to help him. It was like really, really old, really skinny dog, um, like medium to big size dog. I don't know if that matters, but it was like a black one. Um, if that, if other people need that kind of visual. And so, um, like he could barely keep his leg, his back legs from under him and his like back was curved and it was just like so sad to look at. And I'm realizing I'm making other people sad that, cause dogs are like a really sensitive subject for some people, but I was like, man, like, I just, I hate to look at it. Like, it's, it makes me so sad. Like, just put him down already. Like, half joking, but half like, come on, man. And then, and then we ordered. And then we got back in. And we were like, dang, that dog is, like, so sad. Um, and he was like, yeah, I heard them say um, he's 17. And, um, and that they're taking him out uh for ice cream on his last day and I was like no no and I I like that just shows how full of crap I am because I literally said like you gotta just put him down because like just looking at him he he can't be happy (laughs) um and it's making everyone sad and he could barely move and um but as soon as I heard that that was a real thing and it was happening imminently, I was like, don't do it. He's just, he's still a human being. <laughs> um, so I just think that was an interesting story um, about how I'm full of crap. So that's cool. And dude, what I've been really into lately is I love crying about my ex-girlfriend. That feels so good. Uh, <laughs> um, obviously, some uh, fishish going on. Fastitious. I don't even know if that's the right way to say it. But um, <laughs> uh, Kenzie, who's been on the intro on the podcast, and I talk about her and podcasts that haven't been out yet but um we broke up and uh it was kind of mutual but mostly her um her decision and that really sucks it was like eight months um and uh I don't even know what I want to you know what kind of information I want to release just like freely like this Because, um, you know, it's her life, too, and I don't want to reveal too much that she wouldn't be comfortable with. Um, But, uh, 
It's weird, man. Like, just so many thoughts go through your head, obviously, when you, when you get broken up with, um, you know, was it the right thing to do? Um, again, like, it wasn't my, like, final say, but it was also, like, I could have fought for her more, and that's, that's something I always think of. Um, with my last breakup, um, I was, <laughs> it's like a funny, weird thing to say, but it's like, I was fortunate that it was so clean cut. Like it wasn't like we broke up once and then tried for a week and then we ended up breaking up. But after the second time, it was like, for sure it's over. Um, I think I could just tell that she was so sure. Um, and so it wasn't like. Um. Oh, is there something I could do to to fix this? And because the, there simply just wasn't. Um, but with this one, it was. It's still like, you know. Neither of us were perfect, and you know it takes two people to break up. Um. But I, I always just come back to thinking like, is that the last one that will ever love me? And that's, that's something that I said in my movie. Um, and cause that's, I just feel like that's how you feel after every breakup, unless you're like super confident for some reason, but I don't know. And then it's like, do you even want to start over? It's like, I just want to, <laughs> I, there's so much history with the last person already. So it's like, I'm trying to talk in general terms that people can relate to that's not like that's specific to me but also doesn't have to be me saying it it could be it's like kind of a universal truth for people that are breaking up um but yeah you're just you 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 just wonder um was that was that the one that I'll think about the rest of my life? Like, oh man, I can't believe we didn't make that work. Why didn't we make that work? Like, the problems seem so stupid now. Um, and, you know, in the words of Kanye, I guess we'll never know. So, <laughs> um, until something happens. And then, it, even then, it's like, until, like, for some reason you're so sure that they're better than the last one. It's like, yeah, but <laughs> it's just so, there's so many facets to relationships that it's crazy that, like, even if you meet, if I meet someone in, in a week or something, and then we just, like, super hit it off and click and all that stuff, it's like, wow, yeah, like, maybe this could happen again, and then but there's like ultimately something that would break you up and it's like, is that something I have to change or is that something that I have to find the right person that is cool with that? I guess we'll never know. <laughs> um, until, until you find someone that you <laughs> will, you know, merge with enough that you could be together long term and get married and have kids and all that stuff. So, um, 
the bottom line is I'm moving from Pittsburgh uh, to Myrtle Beach um, for the summer. And then I'm going to be interning there with Pete. Um, people know who Pete are. Pete are? Pete are is who Pete are is. <laughs> Peter is. Uh, he did the podcast and he was in an intro or two. Um, he's interning there and uh, I visited him and then I like was hanging out with him because I was visiting him and um, so I was also doing work uh, at the church he's interning in at and uh, and they like my work ethic and um, just like my attitude and stuff I guess so they were like yeah I mean I know you got other stuff going on, but uh, if you want to come back, like you have a place to stay and it's all good. So I was like, okay, I'll keep that in mind. And um, so then when we broke up, I was like, well, I have nothing keeping me here um, other than friends and stuff. That's that's going to be really hard and it, and it is hard already. Like I've said goodbye to people that I think I won't see them until who knows when, um, and that's always, like, sad and scary, but you gotta grow, baby, so, um, I think this could be a great growing experience, my calzone's ready, uh, my dad ordered calzone, um, because I'm a big, hefty boy, and I gotta stay fed, um, and, uh, (laughs) I came from came from working out, aka softball. Um but yeah, and then so then I'm going to um I'm going to Atlanta, Georgia, uh where Denlin is and I still haven't worked out the finer details, but it's gonna be ideally me and Dylan um living together with maybe someone else. Um, working on movie and TV sets. He's down there. I talked to him. Uh, and um, I could get into why I talked to him uh, later. But he said he was down there two weeks and he was doing Instacart. Um, but uh, then like he got a call and he's um, doing... His first job was working on Stranger Things. Ever heard of it? So, uh, and um, I think it was the first day that he was working. He was in the line for uh, Crafty, they call it, which is just like the snack table. And Natalie something. Shoot, I should have looked up her name. I want to say Dwyer? But the older, the older... um sister of like the main characters um she cut him in line and she's like oh i'm so sorry and then he's like it's cool so (laughs) um that's his life now and um and so before all that actually just to you know hopefully catch you guys up and um i don't know just a fun story i guess um, maybe inspire some other people to take a road trip, but, um, 
So the first time Kenzie and I broke up, because <laughs> we did it about three times, um, in probably less than a month. Uh, but because you always you always want to make it work. You're always like, if we can make it work, let's make it work. And then you're like, okay, let's make it work. And then something happens, and then you're like, wow, we can't make this work. And then, <laughs> and then you get sad you miss them because uh, you love them, and um, there's they're a great person. And just for whatever reason, you can't do it. And uh, so we we broke up the first time, and um, <clears throat> Pete and I had a mutual friend, Ryan, who had a, let's go. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm watching the uh, Philadelphia 76ers game five of uh, round two in 2020. Um, and NBA just swiped away from uh, uh, Trey Young. Um, got him. So, anyway, sorry. Um, uh, who knows what I was saying? Great, awesome, tight, sick. Um, and be just uh, drained to three, too. So, I should probably not watch this so I could remember what I was saying. So, uh, yeah, we had a friend get, get married, but it, he was in Texas, like the marriage is in Texas. So, we, um, uh, we were planning, I was planning on flying down there and Pete's, Pete was already in Myrtle. Um, but the flights were hecka long and everything, blah, blah, blah. So I decided to fly to Myrtle and then Pete and I would drive there, um, from Myrtle to Dallas. And that's about 16 hours, depending if you drove straight through, depending on traffic. And, uh, we stopped once um on the way there for a night and then um we got there we didn't i don't think we did much we stopped at raising canes um and that was really good if you guys ever get a chance to do that it's just so fun like i don't know if i'm like weird for this but um uh i just anytime i'm anywhere i'm just like what's the best food what's the coolest food what's the food you could only get here um, so that was like, that's my thing when I go somewhere. And so Raising Cane's is kind of a South thing. And I think we got that in, uh, who knows? I think Alabama. And, um, and, and then we saw the marriage and that was great. And, um, uh, he was, Ryan was so cute, um, like seeing her go down the aisle, it was really fun seeing a, a couple that you like completely believed in and was like, yeah, I'm so sure that these are the right people. Um, so that was like a really great experience. Um, cause that's rare, I feel like, and it's, <laughs> it especially feels rare now because I just got broken up with, so. Um, uh, but yeah, I really, dude, I'm such a good dancer. I wish everyone could see me dance. Um, I don't do it often, but when I do, I just feel the music and it just moves me and I'm good. <laughs> I really cut a rug. Um, so, uh, then we went to Waco, Texas. 
um, in because because of not Mongolia, because not Chip Chip and Joanna, um, because that's where the Branch Davidians were and still are. So me and Pete were like obsessed with that um, about a year ago, and we watched the at the beginning of pandemic at the at the beginning of the pandemic we watched the <clears throat> series docu series Waco um and it's about David Koresh and the Branch Davidians and um you guys got to got to watch it or watch something about it because it's just such a good story and um and we went there because we thought about going there last summer but it it was like a million mile drive, so we were like maybe we we shouldn't do it just for that. But since we had an excuse to be in Texas, we're like we're definitely going because it's only like two hours out of the way, and um, and it did not disappoint. Everyone was telling us, yeah, there's not much to see. The guy there isn't nice. Um, you gotta like you could go, but it's just you know, don't give him any money, he's money hungry, he's mean, and we went, and we got to talk to the guy who's David Koresh's successor, and for almost two hours, and um, it was insane, he, he just had everything to say about everything, and um, he's really into conspiracies and we just wanted to hear everything he had to say because that's so cool um like he's such a part of history um and I guess a lot of people might not think so but um uh I mean I I I could talk about this for two hours probably um but I know not everybody's interested in it or knows like the backstory and stuff, but um the guy's name is Charlie Charlie Pace, if you wanna like look into him more. Um but basically uh everyone's a pedophile except Trump and um if you think they're dead, they're not dead, they're in hiding. And if you think they're alive, they're dead, or in Guantanamo Bay, aka Gitmo, and someone's playing them, like a celebrity. Um, so, you know, and the Earth's flat. So that's that's kind of what's going on. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. He just said so many things that were not what you think of when you think of reality that it's so hard to keep track of. And um, I secretly recorded some of it, um, but I don't feel it's right since I just did it for me so that I would remember and then I wouldn't feel crazy that, like, I was like... Because, like, even after I recorded, I was like, he said that, right? And then we could, like, literally go back and listen like he did say something like that. That's crazy. So, um, uh, kind of for my own sanity, I, I recorded it. And 
so that I could remember at least some of the things that he said, because I wish I could just <laughs> re-listen to what he said every day, because it was so crazy and entertaining. Um, and, you know, like, I think some of it, like, the things that I said was, like, the worst, uh, the worst things to, the hardest things to get your head around um, and believe. Um, but he did say other things that it's like, well, it sounds like there's some truth to that. I don't know exactly how much, but, um, you know, it just makes you like kind of rethink everything. And it's like, what people are telling us, is it really true? What do I really know? And the answer is not a lot. So you just, (laughs) but is it worth thinking, oh, is this, like, is everything I've ever known wrong? And is everyone brainwashed into thinking blah, blah, blah from the media or whatever? And it's just like, maybe, but if we're all agreeing on this story, then that's what it is. Because I don't, like, even if I think I've figured it out, it's like, people aren't going to believe me. So it's, you know, it doesn't change my life, even if I figure out who killed Kennedy or whatever. Um, it just doesn't seem worth going through it. Uh, but it's certainly interesting and entertaining. Um, so we went to Waco and then, uh, it was only like an hour and a half out of the way to go to New Orleans, um, for, um, to, cause we didn't want to take the same route back that we came because it was like, there wasn't a lot, first of all. And also because, um, we wanted to see like something different. So, um, I was like, when am I going to be able to go to New Orleans again? And, uh, and I've never been there. So I was like, would you be okay with that, Pete? And he's like, yeah, sure. Like we don't really have like a super hard schedule that we have to, um, get back for and stuff. So that's what happened. And, and we went and we hated it. (laughs) Um, there were definitely good parts, but it was, New Orleans was especially scary. Um, the homeless people were really aggressive and, um, uh, I was scared and we went from like 11 until two o'clock in during the daytime. (laughs) And I've, I'm like a big guy, so I haven't been really scared in a public place, um, for my life, uh, since, you know, like middle school or something. And, um, it was, it's just, it's a scary place. Um, and there are some parts like off the main, like drag or whatever is, uh, it's very cool looking. It's like the architecture is very nice. Um, is it, you know, is it worth going back to just see architecture again? I would say no. But the food was very good. Would I go back for that? Yes. 
Um, I wouldn't specifically go back to New Orleans to visit, but I would, if I was going there for like a wedding or something, I would definitely maybe spend more time there or whatever, um, and try different food places. Cause we went on, I think we went on a, no, we, we went on a Monday and a lot of food places were closed, um, that I was interested in, <clears throat> uh, so that would have been cool. But um, we did go to one place and eat there. Oh, we went to, we got beignets, which is the thing that everyone tells you to do um, there. And then we went to like, I think it was like Oceana Grill or something. And I got the taste of New Orleans and um, it was good. And it was like, you know, educational and all that stuff. Because like, I don't really know much about like Creole uh uh, cuisine and and such so um it was cool to get that um you know just get that kind of notch in my belt or whatever you want to say like more well-rounded person and uh all that stuff like I'm always kind of looking to be like jack of all trades like have a base um that would be cool like to work off of you know because it's easy to work off it's easy to it's easier to be better at something if you have a solid base of a lot of things so that's what I like and try to do um and what else was I gonna say and then um we went to where Lil Wayne grew up um, in Hollygrove, and there's a little, um, I keep calling it, uh, it's a mural, I keep calling it a memorial, but it's a mural, um, I probably posted on something, but, um, uh, that was really cool, and then we went to Atlanta, um, and we went to Stone Mountain, Georgia, where, uh, Childish Gambino grew up, so that was, like, two cool, like, rapper, <laughs> uh, origin story, um, things, and, uh, we climbed Stone Mountain, and we got to, like, walk around that park a little bit, and that was really fun, uh, I'm trying to, th I'm trying to, like, give the overview, because I don't want to be too boring, but I also don't want to miss stuff that was really fun, um, on the way back, we went to Milo's, um, which is a, I think, Alabama-only uh, food place. Um, that It was a really good burger, and the worker was really nice there. And we were there right before closing. And then we went to In-N-Out twice. In-N-Out rips, dude. Uh, it's It just tastes so fresh, and um, everything's so clean. They're, the standards there are so high. And the workers work really hard. And that's, I just like giving my money to people that like really care and think about the details. Um, so I, I really appreciate In-N-Out. And then when we, we, went, we went to Whataburger, which is a Texas only place. And uh, I got a patty melt there. That's what you should get um, if you go. Because they have um, a bur burgers obviously there too. But they're just... Um, I heard they're kind of just average, but their patty melt is like the thing that's like kind of fun and, and good. Uh, and 
What else did we do in Georgia? And that's where I saw Dylan, and we had dinner together, and that was really nice. Um, what else? And at that point, I was, like, still, like, I was still not sold on when I would go there, if I would even go there, um, because I was, that was at a point when I was back with Kenzie, um, and, yeah, and she wasn't sure if she wanted to go to Atlanta, um, but anyway, so, what else happened? And then, oh, so then I went to Myrtle, um, with him, and we had, like, one full day there, and then, like, two ends, or beginning of it, (laughs) that was a really weird way to say it, we came in late one night, and then we had a whole day, and then I had to leave in the morning, so, uh, we went to a place called Johnny D's in the morning before I left, and it's so good, I highly recommend if anyone's in Myrtle, you have to go there if you want, if you like breakfast, um, and I think they're open until like two-ish or something. So they have other food as well. But anyway, not important. Um, bing, bang, boom, boom. I don't remember what I was saying. Oh, yeah. That's when I got to work with um, the pastor there. And he really liked me. And um, Yeah. So now I'm moving to Myrtle. And I think that's just like so cool that I'll be able to say, yeah, I, I lived in Myrtle, Myrtle Beach for a summer. Just any beaches, just I think would be cool, um, and I'll be like doing, I think, uh, like video creation stuff. So I'll at least have that on my um, resume, and then then go to Atlanta and have a real job and all that stuff. So hey, this is your host and post here, Tommy Waite. Um, I said the first part of this uh podcast and then I realized I had more to say and then I just come in with a different energy so I couldn't like put it in there like tactfully like it just I just needed to let you guys know um I'm about to do like a part two of the same podcast um okay that's it y'all here right now you know I say that whole softball story because you know that story is important stories are important what you tell yourself is important and I don't feel like I was that I I wasn't like the next level Tommy it's hard to say So if she hears this, I don't want her to think, like, she did anything wrong. Like, I don't think it was anyone's fault. Like, if anyone, it was mine. Um, But for whatever reason, I was, like, you know, I wasn't, like, top-tier Tommy. I was focusing on her a lot, and I enjoyed that, and so did she, you know. And, um... And I just didn't have that extra gear of, of, intellect or, or thought, um, perspective, or, 
there's a better word than that, insight, I don't even know if I said that one already yet, but, um, that, like, makes me proud of myself, I didn't have that with her a lot, like, I don't think, I wasn't great at taking notes and not making the same mistake twice and that kind of thing, um, I think maybe because I was, I was focusing on her and it's really hard to, to be the perfect boyfriend, um, because there's so many things, and she was, like, my first, like, real official, like, I had one before that, but it was, it was six months and it was, we were never, like, Facebook official or anything like that, and, We never even said, like, we were boyfriend and girlfriend, but we acted like it, but we just, she didn't want to, like, put a label on it and whatever, but, so this one was, like, we're both into it, we're both, um, you know, full send, I don't like that term, just because that seems dated already, but, um, we were both into it fully, and, and I never had to do a lot of things until her, like, I had a lot of firsts with her, um, so it came with a lot of uncertainty of what I was supposed to do, and, um, like, a lot of things that a lot of people are already, like, well, obviously you do that, I just didn't have that, I'm, I'm a late bloomer when it comes to, like, female romantic relationships, and, um, and so I, I wasn't great at it, and I don't know if, you know, why that was exactly, and why I couldn't be better at it faster and all that stuff, but at the end of the day, I just wasn't. It could have been a thing that, you know, it's because we weren't the right people for each other, so it just like our chemistry wasn't the right alchemy um and you know this happened four days ago maybe um so this is really fresh I'm still like deconstructing and understanding trying to at least and um so yeah I just think I think stories are important that's why I talk about I kind of talked about it in the Dylan one. I don't remember if I talked about it in the other ones, but um, I do, I don't even, I guess I just call them affirmations because I don't know what else to call them. But um, in the shower, uh, I say, I am enjoyment. You are the embodiment of enjoyment. Um, You're the hardest working person. You are loving, and people love you. Um, I used to say, because she didn't think that I showed her love enough, um, I said, I love Kenzie Gary with my heart, soul, body, and mind. Um, I show her in physical and verbal ways. 
Um, I love her empirically, emphatically, and enthusiastically. Um, I think they're all like the same basic meaning, but they just it just sounds good. Oh, wait, did I say... I always... Sometimes I say two of them the same, so... Empirically, enthusiastically, and empathetically, is that what I said last time? I don't know. But uh, <clears throat> that is actually what I try to say every time. Um, and so, but now, since she's gone, <laughs> um, I say, instead of her name, I say my name. And... Um, and then I say, I'm a magical boy. <laughs> um, I accept myself fully and unconditionally for who I am right now. Um, that goes for everything, but um, like especially my body um, is something I have to work on to accept like what I look like and everything. Um, and now I have vitiligo out of nowhere. Like this summer, it just was like, hey, you got white spots on your tummy. And I'm like, guess so. Um, <clears throat> that hasn't really fully bothered me yet. I don't know if it will in the future. Um, but because it's so new, it's like, well, you know. Um, but uh, um, what else do I say? And then, like, if I'm, like, really needed, I, I say, like, I'm funny, I'm charming, I'm generous. Did I say that already? <laughs> See, like, I, I do that a lot. Um, slow to anger, um, kind, uh, handsome, and... Um, I like I always forget to do the funny one because I feel like I'm usually funny like my default but sometimes I don't feel funny and I need to tell myself that I am funny um and then I think the last thing is um I am accepting of what is I'm open to new experiences because I'm very, <clears throat> I can be critical of things uh, because I love things. I love things to be perfect so much <laughs> uh, that um, it, I guess, aggravates me when I don't have something the perfect way where I think it could be if, like, little things were done. And that's, you know, that ties into um, why I like In-N-Out Burger so much. Um, so I have to tell myself I'm accepting of what is. Um, because I feel if, if you do that, then just everything falls into place. And, um, and open to new experiences is just another way of saying that, like, be, be ready for something that you haven't done before. It's okay if you haven't done it yet. Um, 
you could do it. And so the last thing I say is, I'm alive right now. So I try to like put myself into the present. And if I'm, you know, like I was with Pete and Myrtle like recently, and I said, um, I'm alive right now at the beach with my friend. And sometimes I do like stuff like that, which is like, I take a moment I make sure to take a moment, um, at least in the shower, to appreciate what's happening right now. Um, and in the most specific sense of, I, I have cold water on me, I'm in the shower, I'm clean, it's the end, I'm about to get out and dry off. Um, I get to chill for a second after I, you know, get my clothes on or, or I get to go to wherever I'm going and that's why I'm showering. Um, but then also in the broader sense of like, today was a cool day. I got to be at the beach or I got to play softball. Um, cause I don't know if I'm going to like be playing softball in Myrtle beach. I'd have to find another <laughs> church softball league that, you know, is my speed of competitiveness and all that, whatever. Um, So stories are important and I feel if I don't, if I don't shower for a few days, which, um, you know, that takes into account of like, I don't feel right. (laughs) Um, but I think it's also because I'm not saying those things and telling myself you are Tommy Waite. You're like, you're all those things and you you get lost in, you know, I got to clean up the house, whatever. Um, but it's good that you clean up the house, but you also are all these other things. And that's great. And that's why people like you. That's why you should like yourself. Um, this is like why you're here. All those things. I should even incorporate that more, like, what my purpose is. Into that, into the shower routine. You are here to make people think. You are here to make people laugh. People need you to laugh. The world's a better place with you in it. You're, um, your humor changes the world. And that's kind of part of, I started watching the Bo Burnham thing inside and he's singing about how you need humor in the world. And, but do you, and he kind of wrestles with that, and it's really interesting. I haven't finished it yet, but, um, but I, I, I got, like, the laughter thing and, and being funny thing from TJ. Like, I got, like, I line up with his philosophy, um, where everything's absurd, 
Um, so don't take anything too seriously. Um, you got to laugh at, at some stuff. And I really felt good that when Kenzie and I broke up, we, we, we kind of had like the closure talk, um, which was really nice. I appreciate that and really happy that we got to do that. And, you know, it was everything. It was, um, it was so sad. It was so, um, beautiful. It was so loving. It was so funny. Um, we cried a lot, but, um, we also laughed and, um, and she was, you know, she was right there with me laughing and, uh, that was a cool thing that we kind of stayed ourselves in that, like, I don't know if she would necessarily call herself an absurdist, but I'm an absurdist, so, um, and I think she does have that, she could tap into that, into, in with her if, if, if she doesn't absolutely identify as that, but, um, I'm just, like, proud of us how well we took the breakup and, you know, it could get worse later, but I don't know. It's just, it ended really well, um, as far as breakups go. And I'm really proud of us for that because I know that's not a common thing at all. And, um, yeah. I think that's it for now. That's kind of my life update. Um, a lot going on. And, um, you know, I I have two modern talks in the bank um, that I have to edit and then release um, that I'm excited for. And then um, other than that, I'll keep you babies updated. And please uh, reach out to me. Um especially because I'm leaving, uh, or I already left, so I want to talk to you if I, um, didn't get to talk to you yet, and, uh, I love you guys, hope this made you think.